Welcome to Discourse, a podcast that explores multiple perspectives that think deeply and connect honestly with each other. My name is Sarika Narainsingh. And my name is Ann Song. And today we have a very special guest with us, and that's Bill, who is one of our librarians here at George Brown College. Hi, Bill. Hi. So thanks for inviting me to the podcast. So a little bit about me. I'm one of the liaison librarians at George Brown, and I've been here for 14 years. And I work primarily with students in general arts and science, fashion, and ESL. I spend a lot of time working directly with students, doing library workshops or individual research appointments. And mm-hmm. I, I get a lot of emails from students asking for research and citation help. And I also work to make sure students have access to the materials they need. This can be anything from purchasing the textbooks you need to have in the library, specialized databases and reminding students how to find them and log in. And sometimes I buy things like drafting tables. So that's Wow, <laughs> wow. thanks for sharing. So Bill, we prepared seven questions that we think that students might want to ask you, especially with the cl- uh, closures. Um, they might not have the direct access uh, to you as often as they'd like. So here are the seven questions and I'll start. Where is the library at George Brown? Is it a physical space? Is it somewhere online? Yeah, well, in the before times, it was both. So (laughs) it was a physical and an online space, and hopefully will be again before too long. So when campus is open, the library is a hub where students can work individually or in group projects. It's where you access copies of your textbooks and use a computer. And during the day, it is always packed. Mm -hmm. But most of the library resources, however, are thankfully online. So we provide access to over 130,000 journals, magazines, and trade publications, and 250,000 e-books all through our website. We also lend lots of tech, and this continues even though the library is closed. So if you need a laptop or an iPad, you can contact the library, and we'll arrange to get you one. Wow, that's amazing. Awesome. Well, Bill, I'm so glad that you brought up the website itself. When I go on to the GBC Library Learning Commons website, do I actually need to be on campus to use the library database on all of those ebooks that you just mentioned, or can I actually start looking at them from the database at home? This is one of the most common questions we get in the library. And the answer is the library is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wherever you are, as long as you're a student at George Brown. Now, most of the material we have in the library is licensed. So only students, faculty, and staff can access it. That means this is information you can't find on Google. Mm-hmm. So when you click on anything on the library webpage, you're going to be asked to log in. And your login will be this. Your user ID is your student number at georgebrown.ca. Don't forget to add the at georgebrown.ca at the end of your student number. Your password is the same password you use for everything at George Brown. It's your Blackboard StuView password. So your student number at georgebrown.ca is your user ID. Your Blackboard password will allow you to get in and use everything from the library wherever you are. Excellent, good to know. So we noticed that when we then go on to the library database, there's a tab at the bottom or sometimes at the side that says click to chat. 
what is this tab and what happens when I click click to chat? This is a really cool feature at the library. This is our Ask Ontario service is its official name. And this is a service where the George Brown Library has partnered with other Ontario college libraries to help students with their research in real time. So you might not get someone who works at George Brown, but you will definitely get someone who can help you out. So we offer this service Monday to Friday from 9 to 10 and Saturdays, Saturday, Sunday from 11 to 5. And it makes us really proud to know that George Brown students have long been the heaviest users of this service. So you can click here and say, I'm having trouble finding information for this assignment. And someone will help you in real time. Mm, that's so good to know that there's always help available. Um, so Bill, I kind of want to circle back to your reference to a bunch of eBooks that students and faculty can find through the li library database. Um, are there other main types of sources that I should know about? Yeah, for sure. I mean, people, when people think of libraries and you ask them, what do you think of when you think of a library? They always say books and we'll always have a lot of those and that's never going to change. But what students really use in the library are our articles. Mm -hmm. And we give you access to 130,000 academic journals, magazines, trade publications, and news newspaper subscriptions. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of information. And when you search in the library, you can narrow that search by filter. So you can get rid of the type of material you don't want really easily. Take that, Google. <laughs> anyway, so one type of article or source, though, isn't necessarily more reliable or valid than another. And this is a question that comes up a lot because the type of source you use really depends on your research question. So mm -hmm. some questions are going to be much more suited to magazines or newspapers, mm -hmm. others to academic journals. So for students, it's important that you understand the differences between sources. So you can choose what will be the most appropriate for your needs and knowing these differences can save you a lot of time. So I wouldn't mind taking a bit of time to sort of spell out what some of these differences are. So if you have a magazine or a newspaper, these are things written by journalists. And the purpose is to report on current issues and events. Mm -hmm. This could be local, national, or global. Magazines and newspapers, they're there to inform and often to entertain the general public. So they're written in a fairly conversational tone and they want to appeal to the widest audience. Magazines and newspapers usually don't provide a list of sources at the end. <clears throat> Instead, these are referenced in the text of the article itself. So it's a very specific audience that a magazine or a newspaper is going for, and that's the general public. But if you need an academic journal, these are research papers that are written by experts, scientists, doctors. And research articles have a strict peer review process. This means that other experts in the field review and critique the article. Articles cite their sources, they have an abstract, an introduction. They include the methodology, data, results, and a discussion. This is where you get a real in-depth dive into a very specific aspect of a topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the third type of source we have, and this is 
these are really unique sources. These are trade publications. In trade pubs, these are professional journals that are written by and for members of professions. So every profession has a trade publication. If you're a doctor, a librarian, a teacher, a plumber, a chef, and these cover trends, events, and techniques of interest to particular professions. They use technical terms and are published by trade associations. So those are the three main types of sources you're gonna find when you search in the library. Excellent. So when students are working through the library database to, to find these different types of sources, is there one uh, feature of the library database that you recommend to help students navigate or manage these different types of sources um, or special subscriptions that they should be uh, paying attention to that you, that you recommend? Yeah. Well, for the most part, your starting point is going to be the main search box on the library homepage. Mm -hmm. So you go to the library webpage and you scroll down a bit and you see a big search box. And for the vast majority of searches you're going to do, that's the only place you need to start. Now, some students come to us and they say, oh, I need, I've been told I should use this specific database, such as psych articles. But you really don't need to do that because our search box searches about 90% of the information that we get make available to you. Every article, every book, every journal. So it's a good place to start. We do have some very specialized resources, but when you come and talk to us for your research help, we can explore those later. But for your beginning research, just go to the main search box. Good to know. Awesome. Well, Bill, thanks for explaining the differences between the different types of sources and what the database gives us access to. You know, speaking of getting started, what would you say to a student who might come to you and says, you know, I have a general sense of what I'm looking for. I, you know, I want to look for a recent article around COVID-19 and how it's hurting marginalized communities. Where would you recommend that I start? So this is exactly the sort of question that you'll get where the first thing you should say is, what would be the most appropriate source to answer this question? Mm -hmm. So okay. this goes back to my earlier point about how some searches are suited to one type of source more than another. So COVID the COVID-19 pandemic is recent and ongoing. So right now, there are relatively few in-depth academic journal articles discussing its impact on marginalized communities. Right. When I did a search, I found two. Mm. And these articles only discuss potential harms. There isn't any conclusive research yet because this is ongoing. Mm -hmm. But newspapers and a few magazines will have the most coverage because newspapers have been covering this story daily and often in a lot of depth since the beginning of the new year. So when you search in the library, you'll get access to every article from 20 major Canadian newspapers and hundreds of newspapers globally all without paywalls. So free for you to use. And that's something that you can't get on Google. Wow. So, so for this search, I would absolutely filter my search to newspapers. Okay, good to know. 
And the last question, Bill, that we have for you is what is one life hack that you wish students knew when it comes to the library or just researching in general? Gave this question a lot of thought. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my answer to this is really start big and go small. Hmm. You know, like, to, you know, I've seen this over and over again, that too many students try to enter all their keywords in their first search to find the perfect article exactly on their very narrow topic. <laughs> this, results, <laughs> this results in lots of potentially useful articles that are removed from your search results. And there also might not be any information on your highly specific topic. So by starting big with your general topic, you can find out more about the actual issues and you can understand them better. If you look more broadly, you'll see what's been written on the topic to find out what interests you. If you find one good article that grabs you, do a citation, uh, cita citation chase. Look at the source that the author used to look for those. But it's important to remember that your research question will change as you continue in your research. You rarely finish at the same place you start. Mm. That's, my, that's my hack. That's a really good I point. Like yeah, I love that because it's kind of like doing a literature review as you're doing your research, that same kind of mentality or attitude. And just being agile to adapt to new information that's coming in, you got to change your question and change mm -hmm. the direction of your research. And that this happens to everyone. You know, you, you have an idea and then you start researching, you find out what's actually been written on it, what other people have said, and it can go in a whole different direction mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. what you thought. And I find too often students, they don't think that. They think I've got this really specific idea. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find this very specific article that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, so there definitely, yeah, there definitely has to be a kind of flexibility and openness um, mm -hmm. to this almost like a journey, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't have to be so big. You know, you can have a few parameters around your search, but, you know, start a bit bigger and work your way down. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for uh, taking the time today to share your knowledge and your resources with us. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Awesome. Well, as we like to say on Discourse, thank you for thinking deeply and connecting honestly with us. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>